Chapter thirty two of the Frozen Pirate. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Frozen Pirate by William Clark Russell. Chapter thirty two. Postscript. Here concludes the remarkable narrative of Mr. Paul Rodney it is to be wished that he had found the patience to tell us a little more the circumstance of his dying in eighteen twenty three worth thirty one thousand pounds leads me to suspect that his associate tassar greatly exaggerated the value of the treasure i am assured that he lived very quietly and that the lady he married who bore him two children both of whom died young was of a nun-like simplicity of character and loved show and extravagance as little as her husband hence there is no reason to suppose that he squandered any portion of the fortune that had in the most extraordinary manner ever heard of falling into his hands i have ascertained that he very substantially discharged the great obligation that his relative mason laid him under and that his three men received a thousand pounds apiece it is possible then that the pirates were themselves deceived that what they had taken to be gold or silver ingots were not all so or it might be that the case of jewellery was less valuable than the admiring and astonished eyes of a plain sailor who admits that he had never before seen such a sight figured it be this however as it may it is nevertheless certain as proved by mr rodney's last will and testament that he did uncommonly well out of his adventure on the ice whatever may be thought of his story of the frenchman's restoration to life in other directions mr rodney's accuracy seems unimpeachable it is quite conceivable that a stoutly built vessel locked up in the ice and thickly glazed should continue in an excellent state of preservation for years the confession of his superstitious fears exhibits honesty and candour it is related that as captain warren master of an english merchant ship found a derelict in august seventeen seventy five that had long been ice-bound with her cabins filled with the bodies of the frozen crew his own sailors however would not suffer him to search the vessel thoroughly through superstition and wished to leave her immediately a pity they did not try their hands at thawing one of the poor fellows the result might have kept mr rodney's strange experience in countenance accounts of vast bodies of ice such as that which mr rodney fell in with will be found in the south atlantic directory for instance quote, sir james c ross crossed weddell's track at latitude sixty five degrees south and where he had found an open sea ross found an ice pack of an impassable character along which he sailed for one hundred and sixty miles and again when only one degree beyond the track of cook who had no occasion to enter the pack ross was navigating among it for fifty-six days but these appear insignificant when compared with a body of ice reputed to have been passed by twenty-one ships during the month of december eighteen fifty four and january february march and april eighteen fifty five floating in the south atlantic from latitude forty four degrees south longitude twenty eight degrees west to latitude forty degrees south longitude twenty degrees west its elevation in no case exceeded three hundred feet the first account of it was received from the great britain 
which in december eighteen fifty four was reported to have steamed fifty miles along the outer side of the longer shank End quote. one ship was lost upon it others embayed the end end of chapter thirty two end of the frozen pirate by william clark russell